Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do thank and praise you that you that you always have more to teach us, more to lead us into, more to show us about who you are and to call us to share with those whom you love. God, fill us with your spirit today as we reflect upon your word that it might overflow in our lives and the world may know your grace through us. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so, um, when I came to this week's lessons, uh, the, the, uh, the first lesson, which I think is probably the shortest first lesson in the entire lectionary, that was pretty cool. Um, any, any idea why they would choose that lesson for today's reading? Obvious, right? This is exactly what Jesus was setting up when he tells his story of the parable of, of the banquet and the places at the banquet. Uh, do you suppose that the Pharisees that Jesus is dining at were familiar with this word uh, from Proverbs today? How many of you think yes? See, I got to get you involved. How many of you think they, this is the first time they've ever heard that? All right, no, but one, one. All right, good. There's always one. No, no church vote has ever been unanimous. It's always one. But you know, it's, it's there. And, and some of them, maybe this was new too. It's Jesus, but I think for the most part, Jesus is teaching something that has become part of their normal everyday wisdom. It's what I, I, it's how I came across these lessons this week myself. I was reading them and I was like, you know, there's, this is, it kind of makes sense. It makes, you know, there's wisdom in that. It's, it's, it's smart. It's street smarts. It's how, how to get ahead. And I thought, oh yeah, what was the title of that? How to win friends and influence people. How many of you have read that book by Dale Carnegie? See, I never read the book because I like titles better than books. So I, I figured by the uh, title, I kind of get an idea. But uh, uh, there, just in case you, like me, like titles better than books, here's a, uh, I, I did find this humorous clip. Um, this is from uh, uh, this TV show, Sheldon, um, spinoff of, uh, of, which one is it? Uh, Big Bang Theory, yes. So this is young Sheldon. Uh, after, who, who's, who's uh, just read the book and he's trying to apply its wisdom. Go ahead, Tony. I will make friends
Uh, so there's wisdom there, right? We, we do like to hear our name. And that's why we, that's why we uh, beat ourselves up sometimes when we forget somebody's name. And we've all developed all kinds of uh, devices to make sure that we can still carry on a conversation with, while fooling them and into thinking we still remember their name. But... Um, I, I know, I've had too much practice at this, but uh, uh, the name is important. Uh, the, the skills are important. The, the way that this goes about it is important, right? There's wisdom in that. There's truth in what is being taught in the book and in what Jesus sets up as he comes to this interesting dinner party on the Sabbath day as they're all watching him. You've been there before, haven't you? You've been invited to a party and you're, you, you were stressed out beforehand about what to wear, about what you should bring. Should I bring a gift? Should I not bring a gift? Um, how early should I arrive? Is it okay to arrive right at the start time or is there some uh, understanding that uh, you would just leave at that start time and arrive like 10 minutes later? All of these things that we think about, right? Why do we spend so much time working through this so that we will be well thought of by the ones who we are going to meet. Right? Who's the focus in all of that? Me, right? I want to make sure that I do it right. Why? So that they will be impressed with me. I want to make sure that I remember your name. Why? So that you will listen to me. I want to make sure that I sit in the right place. Why? So that you will uh, compliment me. This is what Jesus notices at the, at the dinner party. And, it, and he offers a bit of wisdom that makes sense for those situations. And, and one that they probably were familiar with. Because... After all, it was the first lesson for the day. And the first lesson was written a long time before the gospel writing for the day was written. So, probably part of their understanding. But I think that Jesus brings it up because the whole thing is a setup. Jesus offers them a bit of wisdom in the same way that, that uh, we can laugh at the wisdom that young Sheldon applied from Dale Carnegie's 1936 book. That book was written in 1936. And you still know the title. <laughs> so, a bit of wisdom from a book applied with a purpose in order to make whose life better? Mine. How much of what we do is designed to make our own lives better? Jesus offers a piece of wisdom that fits in perfectly 
Well, if you're trying to choose your place at the table, start with the lowest place so that they will see you and say, oh no, you are better than this. Come up here. And we will feel lifted up. But then, then, don't miss what Jesus does at the end. Because while I believe that the Pharisees and those gathered at the party, just like us, hear Jesus' first offering of wisdom and say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to try that the next time I go to a party. And I'll just slip in the back and I'll sit down nicely, and then I'll, uh, but I'll sit tall so that they notice that I'm in the wrong place. Right? <laughs> but after... He's got us in. He then turns to the host and says, and when you invite your guests to the party, do not invite only your friends and the wealthy and those who can offer you something in return and will repay you with their own invitations and their own gifts and their own abilities that will come back and that will enrich your life because of your invitation. No, when you have a party, invite your doors, invite to your table the blind, the lame, the deaf, and those who cannot repay you. And we should hear a long and pregnant pause at this point from all who are gathered around that table who look to Jesus with their mouths gaping open saying, Are you out of your mind? What possible good could that do for me? And Jesus says, for you will be blessed because your repayment will come in the resurrection. But in Luke's Gospel, as in all of the Gospels, the resurrection is not only what comes for us someday after you die. It is what begins after we are joined with Christ in the death and resurrection of... in, in Jesus' death and resurrection. When we are joined with Him in that death and resurrection in our baptism, we are, we begin to live the resurrection life now by the power of the Holy Spirit that comes to us, that transforms the way we live so that it isn't always and forever only about me. It is astonishing, it shouldn't be, but it is astonishing how hard 
it is to do anything without thinking about how it will benefit me. That's the condition of my sin. And Jesus knows it. It didn't stop him from giving his life for me, for you, for us, for a universe that is full of people like you and me who do things only for themselves, who even in our best efforts, even when we follow the advice in the Hebrews text, which reads much like the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? This is, this is a good advice. It's a good way of living. But often I do that only because I think it will do what? It will make me look better. It will open up new possibilities. We are so caught in this that I dare say we cannot break free. Outside of the power of the resurrection. And that, brothers and sisters, is precisely the point. If we, the church, are to be the body of Christ, the visible image of Christ in the world, will not happen because you or me or any one of us become so adept at looking like Christ and acting like Christ that the world says, there he is, or there she is. It will happen because the Spirit empowers us to live differently with one another to stop looking at one another only for what benefit it brings to us. And to start asking a different question. Am I really any better than anyone else? Is there anything that I have that I've been given that could make life better? for anyone else? If there is, Jesus would give it. Not expecting it to come back, but out of love for who we are together. As we sing week after week, and gather around God's table about a a table that has a place for everyone. We gather there as equals. Equal in our sinfulness. Equal in our need. Equal in our ability. to be for someone else what they need. May God empower us today 
understand that humility isn't something we can reach out for and then hold up above to say, look how humble I am. Instead, humility is what comes when Christ lives in us and the Spirit empowers us to see that it's not about where my place is, but that in Christ, there's a place for you. <laughs>